We've had a great series this past month and, and uh, I guess, and a half or so, a couple of months, uh, going through how's your love life. And, I mean, so many different aspects concerning our love life when it comes to uh, our relationship with God, with people, uh, different aspects of, of, of uh, how we can love God, how to put that into practice, how to show that. And so I'm going to conclude that this morning, this series, uh, with um, uh, how is your love life. And uh, the topic that I'm going to be looking at uh, is loving instruction and knowledge. Loving instruction and knowledge. And it's out of the Proverbs chapter 12 and in verse number 1. And uh, here's what the writer of Proverbs says. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he that hates reproof is brutish. Now, there's another word for that uh, brutish in uh, the NIV, and it reads this way. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. So that's what the Word of God says, not I'm just reading it. And so we need to love instruction. We come to church. We come to worship, not only to bask in the presence of God, but to learn, to be instructed how to become better husbands, better wives, how to become better sons and daughters, better people of God. This is why we come. We love to worship. We love to fellowship. But I tell you what, we should love to hear God's word so we can learn so we can receive instruction and uh, put it into practice so we can become what God wants us to be. How many want to please God? And so in order to please God, we please Him as we are willing to be taught His Word, as we're willing to listen to what His Word has to say. And so as Proverbs says, uh, we need to love, not only to come to church, because of fellowship and worship, because I want to learn what God has for me today. I want to learn and uh, how, how I can be a better person at work, at school, at home, wherever I am, and I want to put that into practice. Because as disciples of Jesus Christ, and that's what we are here this morning, we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, and learning and receiving instruction is a spiritual process. It should be a part of every Christian's life. Learning and being instructed should come naturally to you and I as the people of God as we are born again because we know in the flesh we're not so excited about learning new things, especially learning things about ourselves. And when we're born again, New, new opportunities are opened up. New opportunities that from God's word come into our lives so we can begin to learn about ourselves and some of those things that need to change. Learning and loving instruction is one of the cornerstones of Christianity. We cannot do without that operating in our lives. It's one of the signs of genuine repentance. When we're born again and we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
one of the signs of that born-again experience is, God, I want to learn more about you. God, I want to know more about what you have for me. Teach me your ways, as the psalmist says. Let me learn more about you. In Psalms 119 and in verse 73, listen to what the psalmist said. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. This should be everyone's desire that uh, the psalmist had so that we can have understanding concerning God's word, the commands of the Lord. You know, as I said earlier, following instructions isn't one of human nature's real uh, tendencies to, uh, to excel in. Have you ever bought anything from Ikea? And you know what I'm talking about. You get a box, and it's full of stuff and parts. And they give you this paper that looks like it, it's been printed, and they almost ran out of ink. And, and there you are, and it's both sides, and the type is about four-point size height. And you're looking, and it just shows some pictures. And you're sitting there, and, you know, by the time you get down to, like, part C, you just throw that thing away, and you just start putting the things together. And if you have pieces left over, so what? It looks good. It, you know, it's Ikea. It survives the length of time that for the price you paid for it because how many know you get what you pay for? It's not going to last for generations and generations. It might only make it to your son's third birthday or daughter's second birthday, and then it's gone. But following instructions, you know, my dad and I used to build engines. We love to take apart engines and put them together. And, you know, when you get the parts that you're replacing certain parts in the engine with, it gives you the instructions. And we'd love to do that and put things together. But we always had parts left over. My mom would, would, would look and she'd see all the oil dripping in the garage because we forgot a part, a gasket someplace, a seal someplace. But the car still ran. It was cool. It was my car, not theirs. They would put their car, take it to the wherever. I would work on my own. He would help me. And instructions are just kind of almost like a waste of time. How many can say amen sometimes? But you see, when it comes to the Word of God, it's never a waste of time when God instructs us and He's trying to teach us something to put it and make sure that we are disciplined in listening to what God has to say. Why? So we can receive understanding, as the psalmist says. And we never stop learning. I've been serving Jesus for close to 46 years, my wife and I. And there's always something new that we can learn. Always something more that maybe we had no understanding about. That through the process of time and learning and relationship with God, we would learn things that maybe we didn't know. And we're still learning just because I preach, just because I teach, because I have a title doesn't mean we have to stop learning. And too many times we get to a point where say, ah, I've heard that before, you know, been there, done that. I've heard that sermon in a different way. I've heard that Bible study taught by different people. And so, you know, it's, it's okay. I've already learned that. But, you know, there's always a truth that God can instill into us. 
someone can come. I can give this message, this, 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 what I have on my iPad here, to Pastor Danny or to Pastor Ruben or to any of our pastors here, and they can preach it, and a different truth will come out for us to learn. Because God has always given us new revelation, new manna from above so that we can receive nourishment and receive instruction to be better people of God. And God knows we need that today. So, so, so many uh, things out there that want to tell us and teach us how to be a better husband, how to be a better wife, how to be better parents, how to be better kids, how to be a better worker, how to be a better this and a better that. And everybody has opinions, but when we turn to God's word and we look at the word of God, it's infallible. There are no mistakes. There are no errors in it. Uh, It is foolproof and it behooves us when the word of God comes and when we come to the house of God, God, what do you want me to learn today? Not whom do you want me to see today? Who can I check out today? But God, what is it that I'm here for today? What are you going to teach me? You see, our personal growth and the learning process, they're key elements to successful Christian uh, life, to being a, uh, having a successful marriage, to being successful parents. It will bring us God's word, learning and loving instruction, bring us to that place where God's potential, fullness can be experienced, can be realized in our lives. Psalms, the psalmist again in chapter 25. And in verse 4, listen to what he says. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day. What an attitude to have this morning. That we would be like the psalmist who wants to know the ways of God. That wants to know the truth of God and can't wait. Because all day, the Bible says, he's waiting for something to to come into his life that he didn't know before. Someone said when you stop learning and receiving instruction, you stop growing in wisdom and in stature or in standing. This is why you see the difference in some folks who've been serving Jesus for, you know, 50 years, 40, 30, 25 years versus uh, someone who's been saved a year, two, three, or four years, five years, and it seems like they're much wiser. They're much more knowledgeable concerning life and God's Word. What's the difference? The difference is that maybe one loves teaching, instruction, and learning more than the other one. Maybe the other one just comes to church, just to come to church, just does their religious duty, and it stunts their growth, and it keeps them from from the maturity and the wisdom and standing that God wants to bring into their lives. Proverbs 4.13 says this, Hold on to instruction. 
Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. How tightly do you hold on to the Word of God? How tightly do you hold on to the truth that God's Word brings into your life? Do you receive it and then just let it go and forget about it? Or do you hold it on with everything you've got and you squeeze it because you understand it's life to us? It keeps us. So this morning, the question is, how's your love life when it comes to receiving instruction, when it comes to being a learner, a disciple? And when it comes to receiving instruction, that even brings correction into our lives. Let's think of some of the traits of someone who loves instruction like the psalmist does. Some of the traits of that person when it comes to their lifestyle. Number one, that person that loves uh, instruction, the learner, displays humility in their life. There's a humbleness about them. Not weakness, but a humbleness about their lifestyle, about who they are. You see, being able to receive instruction in learning is based upon a spirit of humility. Needs to be there, needs to be operating in a person's life. In Proverbs chapter number 15 and verse 33, the fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom and humility comes before honor. Too many people are looking for honor. Too many people are looking to be recognized. Too many people are looking to be, to be you know, up there instead of wanting to have wisdom in their life and have God working in their life. Humility brings the wisdom of God in a person's life. The fear of the Lord teaches a, a man wisdom and humility comes before honor. You want to be honored? Learn to humble yourself. Isn't that what Jesus says? If you want to be exalted, then humble yourself. If you want to be great, then be a servant to all. See, that's what, what a learner displays in their life. A person who's willing to receive correction and instruction, there's a humble spirit there. Humility, that's the character. Willing to admit that we don't know everything. You ever know any know-it-alls? You're talking to them, just having a conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I know that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we went to this place. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. You see, someone with a humble spirit is willing to say, I don't know everything. So the question is, as a learner, we say we're willing to learn. Are you willing to learn for someone whom you feel may be beneath you? Whom you feel may not be as smart as you are. Maybe it doesn't have as much schooling as you do. Maybe they don't have all the diplomas that you might have. Are you willing to learn from them? Older disciples, are you willing to learn from a new convert? Parents, are we willing to learn from our children? 
You see, that's humility. That's just saying, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I just want to know better. I just want to learn. I don't care who it comes from. You see, humility has so many different aspects to it. And as those who love instruction, we need to look for those areas that God uses as we humble ourselves. Think about it. In the Word of God, humility is the basis for God's healing power and involvement in our lives. When we humble ourselves, God gets involved. When we're willing to receive instruction, listen to 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and in verse 14. We know it. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. See, humility, that spirit of humility, when we're willing to learn and receive instruction, God says, I'll get involved in your life. I'll bring healing. I'll help you. But there needs to be some things that take place in your life. So humility in our lives uh, as learners and loving instruction helps us in the area of health. Humility is linked directly to our obedience or even disobedience to the Word of God in Philippians, talking about Jesus in chapter 2 and verses 5 through 8. It describes Jesus, His attitude. And it says, being found in appearance as a man, He did what? Humbled. Everybody say that word with me, humbled. We don't like to be humbled. But Jesus humbled Himself by becoming what? Obedient to the death, even the death on a cross. You see, when we have an attitude of humility working in our lives, we'll be obedient to God. We'll submit ourselves to those who are in authority over us, whether it's here at church, whether it's at your job, even if you've been there longer. You ever have a boss who's only been there a week and you've been there 30 years? And he's only 12? <laughs> huh? What? I mean, my clothes are older than that kid. (laughs) But see, humility is willing to just say, you know what, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be obedient to, to, to that authority in my life. And what it does is it brings blessing in our life. We enjoy God's favor. God brings favor in our lives when we cultivate a teachable spirit, when we uh, are, are willing to learn and, and uh, whatever it takes, receive it. We see that in Moses' life in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 13. He's having a conversation with the Lord. He said, if it is true that you look favorably on me, teach me your ways so that I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. You see, when we're willing to learn and we humble ourselves, because Moses, the Bible says, was a humble man. He had meekness about him. Not weakness, but humility in a right godly way. And that brought favor 
upon his life. Boy, don't we need the favor of God today. We need the favor of God upon us today, upon our family, upon our children. How do we do that? We do that as we humble ourselves and willing to receive instruction from the word of God or from the man of God or for those who God has placed over us. In Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 32, And now, my children, listen to me. Are you listening? Happy. You want to be happy? We were walking down the street the other day, and that song came on. And, 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 and everybody said, okay, you get happy now. And, and I was like, okay, what, what, are you, what are you doing here? It's, and so it says, listen to me. Happy are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction. Be wise. And do not neglect it. Happy is the one who listens to me. Watching daily at my gates. Waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me. Finds life. Obtains favor from the Lord. Wow. You see when you look to be in, in, taught. When you're waiting for instruction from God. And you're happy to receive it. And you don't neglect coming to church. Don't, don't neglect reading the word of God and listening to what God's word has to say. The Bible says that we can be a happy people. And we can obtain favor. The favor of God. Favor of God comes in so many different ways. Simple ways. Like that parking spot right by the front door in a parking lot. You ever have that happen to you? Favor of God. Jam-packed parking lot. You're driving around and around. You got, oh, Lord, please. And you've been, you know, just got from church and you're tired. And you pull around one more time. Car pulls out and there it is right for you. Favor of God. Simple little, simple everyday ways. God gives us favor. But you see, the opposite is also true when we're not willing to learn and humble ourselves. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. And we know the story throughout the word of God of different men who were unwilling to humble themselves. Rehoboam, one, being the son of King Solomon, who Solomon, one of the wisest men on, in history, but yet was unwilling to receive instruction from his father. And we read about him and the destruction that he brought, not only upon his life, but upon those uh, he was leading, his ancestors. You see, listen to me, moms and dads, parents, grandparents, older folks here today who have kids, who have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Their blessing, their favor, God's hand upon their lives, I want to tell you, depends a lot on you and I. And decisions that we make in our lifetime. It's not only for us. Not only for our lives. But it's for those that we care about. And those that we love. I thank God. That, that however many years ago my great grandma decided to buck the system. And, and go to a Pentecostal church. And serve God in a Pentecostal church along with my grandmother. And then my mother and father. And then they made me do it, even if I didn't want to do it. 
And they say, I don't care what you do after, but you're going to church. Here's a bus that's picking you up. I didn't like it, but I guarantee you it made a difference. Because now, obviously, it impacted my family in generations and my children and my grandchildren. And it probably will impact the great-grandchildren. Why? Simply because uh, we followed instruction. My, gra- my granddaughter was watching a, uh, a, some, a news presentation, and it was honoring veterans from World War II. And there was around four or five different veterans from World War II. One, one man was from Iwo Jima. You can imagine how long ago that was, the Battle of Iwo Jima. And he was a survivor. And he was sharing a story, just a quick clip about, you know, two, two minutes. And my granddaughter's watching this. She listened to some of these. And she looked at me. She goes, Papa, she said, that man's alive because he listened to instructions, huh? And I said, wow, that's pretty good. Very cool, little girl. The, 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 the understanding that kids learn when they come to church, when they come to our school here at New Harvest Christian School, they're taught from the very beginning how to receive instruction and not talk back to the teacher. Chupando los, los, los dientes. Pow! One man said, my dad was patriotic. He gave me stripes and I saw stars. Now, we don't spank kids here, but we teach them to respect elders. We teach them to respect their teachers and not talk back to their teachers and to receive instruction. It pays. So we have registrations going on. Just as I put that in there. Because I'll tell you what they're teaching in schools nowadays. I don't want my grandchild learning that. My kids are already grown and stuff, but my grand, my, I don't want them learning that junk. I don't want them learning that stuff. And they might have great sports stuff, and they might have great trophies and plaques and playgrounds and track fields and football fields, but let me tell you what. I want great kids with the Word of God better than anything that, that's out there like that. And that happens uh, as we teach them the Word of God. Let me quickly wind this down. Don't you thank God for shade? Guys did a great job. Thank you so much, pastors, men's home, putting shade up, putting the sides on. The, they work hard to make you guys feel comfortable. They did a great job. Thank you guys so much. Everybody who helps out, team here. Good job, because it's going to be gone pretty soon. We back inside in the air conditioning. Oh, all right. Okay, let me wind this down. Yes, someone who loves instruction obviously loves the Word of God. You love the Word of God this morning? So important because without a steady diet of God's Word, we are going to not grow and mature. First Peter 2 and verse 2. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. So he says in verse 3, cry out for nourishment now that you've had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Just like a baby. They taste that bottle and they don't stop crying because they want more. Give me more nourishment. And that needs to be the attitude 
when it comes to instruction in the Word of God. We need to love the Word of God. How much do you read the Word of God? That's the question. Do you really love the Word of God? Do you have an appetite for the Word of God? Do you look forward to the Word of God? Because it's God's vehicle, His way of teaching and bringing instruction. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 14. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. All Scripture is inspired by God, and it is profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequately equipped for every good work. So we got to love the Word of God, and then we pass it on. Say that with me, pass it on. That's discipleship. That's what we do. That's what learners do. That's what people who receive instruction do. They don't just keep it. They want to pass it on to somebody else. Discipleship has two aspects to it. One, we learn. And the second, we teach someone else what we've learned. That's what we do here at New Harvest Christian Fellowship. The Apostle Paul speaks about that, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. We're talking about loving instruction. And when you love to learn, you love to tell somebody else what you've learned. Don't you like to do that? Kids do that when they come home. You want to know what I learned today? It's important. I remember we were, we were uh, planning a church in San Diego back in 1982, September. Not 1892, 1992. <laughs> Those of you who had any questions. And we were, we were in, in San Diego. And we reached out to some different people there. And there was this one, one guy, he was, he was, you know, crazy. And uh, he was just starting to kind of be a disciple. And we took him to his house. It was during the day. And he found out his younger brother didn't go to school. And he was sitting in the living room. And he looked at him. And he said, why aren't you in school? The kid, you know, his brother started saying different things. And, and, and Adolf looked at him and says, what's the matter with you? Do you want to stay stupid? And you see, you want to, once you learn something, you want to instruct and tell other people about what you've learned, just like he was trying to tell his, his brother about. You can't not want to have instruction in your life. We're called to pass it on. And then we're called to submit to what we've learned. Submit to correction if Necessary. We're talking about traits. I want the music group to come up this morning, if they would. What are some of the, the key traits, aspects of learners, those people who love instruction? They love the Word of God. They love to tell other people about what they've learned concerning the Word of God. They pass it on, and they submit to the correction the Word of God brings in their life. In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 18, whoever... That's all of us. Disregards discipline. Comes to poverty and shame. But whoever heeds or listens to correction is honored. God honors us when we submit ourselves to His Word. And when His Word brings correction and we respond to that. 
That's so important that we understand that. And then, when we learn and we're willing to receive instruction, our mind is open for whatever God has and He wants to bring. And we are people of few words. You ever try and teach somebody and all they want to do is talk back? And you say, shut up and listen. Kids, right? Parents? You're trying to teach them something. Yeah, but... Shut up. I'm trying to teach you something. Someone said, wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening when you would prefer to talk. A learner, one who loves instruction, is willing to listen more than they are to speak because they want to get everything that God has for them. So as we bow our heads this morning for a few moments, the question is, do you love instruction? And if the answer is yes, I love instruction, then the second question is that, are you willing to receive that instruction even if it brings correction? No matter whom it comes from, who God has placed in authority over your life, whether here at church or at your job or even at your school, because that will be a sign of humility and your willingness, your willingness to grow and to be mature. So as we examine our lives here today, let's think about that. 